재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Denmark has set a new world record for wind power generation for the year 2015. The Scandinavian country generated a whopping 42% of its electricity through wind turbines alone last year. This is the highest proportion of any country in the world. And it's the second year in a row that the country has set this world record. To tell us more about this development, we're very pleased to have joining us from Denmark at the Department of Agroecology at Aarhus University, Professor Jorgen Evend Olesen. Hello. Uh, yeah, hello. Uh, good to have you. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, Professor. First, with Denmark, how was it possible for the country to set this world record for wind energy last year? Uh, well, we've been expanding the uh, number and sizes of our wind turbines uh, for the past uh, 20 or more years. Uh, so, uh, and, and this uh, speed of having more wind turbines is being ramped up. We are now moving beyond land uh, and having also um, wind turbines uh, on offshore. Um, and, and they're really big. Uh, and we have a windy climate. Uh, it was particularly windy last year, so that's one of the, uh, one of the reasons why we broke the record. Now, it is an amazing success story. A lot of people in other countries wonder, how difficult is it to do so? You need the cooperation, you need public support, uh, perhaps also support from corporations who may rely more on fossil fuels or who have a profit incentive from those type of energy sources. And, of course, the government has to be leading the way as well. How, how did Denmark, do you feel, uh, succeed in ways that other countries haven't? Um, well, well, this uh, ramping up the uh, wind uh, energy uh, requires uh, several uh, as there are several aspects to it. Uh, one, of, one, of course, is that you need the investments in the wind turbines. Uh, this is uh, currently being driven by um, public policies uh, and consumers of the wind energy uh, and of electricity in general uh, needs to pay a surplus on their energy bill. Mm. Uh, which uh, gives that extra or covers the extra cost of putting up the wind turbines. Well, like not only the turbines, because you also need to uh, expand the electric grid in order to connect those uh, wind turbines into the electrical system. And on top of that, in order to make uh, the best possible use of the wind uh, energy, of the electricity, which is fluctuating, so we don't have that uh, we don't have a constant uh, supply, of course, to meet also the fluctuating demand. So we've also had to expand the grid to our neighboring countries so that they can use the uh, electricity when we, from that wind, when we have more than than we can use and uh, we can have some of their hydropower and other uh, electricity uh, when we are short of the wind uh, in, in Denmark. In terms of uh, the number 42%, and we assume that the the goal is to increase the reliance on uh, alternative methods of acquiring energy like wind, other eco-friendly methods. Uh, Long term, what what is Denmark's goal? Is it it to be completely, uh, I suppose, dependent on clean sources of energy for its uh, power needs? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there is a, there's a policy uh, and there's a policy pathway. Uh, so by 2030, 
we should uh, have all of our, our electricity generated by renewable sources. So that would mostly be wind, uh, but it would also be solar and um, biomass. By um, 2035, so uh, another five years down, uh, we would uh, also expect to have uh, our heating uh, for housing in particular covered uh, by renewable sources. And by 2050, we should be totally out of fossil fuels. Everyone is always concerned about the linkages between fossil fuels, the consumption of which, and the effect on the climate. We had the major conference in Paris uh, where over 190 nations have agreed to to try to get something done. Uh, With these major consumers of energy like the United States and like China and the fact that the economy is somewhat the global economy is somewhat stagnant and we've seen these plunging oil prices some people feel that look with oil so affordable it does mm-hmm. seem to kind of kind of sort of give a setback to the proponents of yeah. clean energy has that affected anything in in Denmark at all no 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 because this is driven by long term policy <laughs> and i think we, if we <laughs> if we are to have that transition to renewable energy sources, we should not be influenced in the policy by these short-term fluctuations in energy prices. We need the long-term commitment, uh, which the uh, which the Danish uh, government and the parliament in general has. Um, so, uh, because otherwise, if, if we get influenced by that uh, those fluctuating energy prices, then the cost of um, changing to renewables would be much too expensive because the investments in renewable energy, um, in order to keep the cost down, you need to have a continuous expansion of that, uh, uh, of the installations and of the infrastructure to uh, achieve it. And I suppose the question a lot of our listeners have, Professor, is if this uh, great success by Denmark is replicable, is it is something that can be duplicated in other countries. Obviously, each country has a unique situation. South Korea is very uh, dependent on importing almost all of its uh, energy needs. Uh, mm. Your neighboring country, Norway, of course, is a major oil exporter. Can what Denmark does yeah. pr- provide a benchmark to other countries? Well, I think what it shows in, in Denmark is that you can actually manage your electricity supply even when you've got these greatly fluctuating energy sources. This was something we didn't believe like 10 years ago, where we were below 20% of uh, energy from, from wind power. We were, we were not sure we could actually manage such fluctuating energy sources. Um, but, but it's shown that we can do it. You can do it by having a, a, a clever um, software that... Um, tries to predict when you have the different sources available, when you've got different demands and so on, so that you continuously project and redirect uh, the sources to the demands that are there. Uh, So it it requires a much more intelligent, you can say, energy supply Mm -hmm. and demand system. I think this is something other countries could learn uh, from what we got in Denmark, uh, because otherwise, as you say, each country would have its own sources, but most countries would have at least some solar, 
it might have some wind, it might have some hydro, there might be biomass, or there might be other a range of different alternatives that you can use uh, in, in order to meet those requirements of a renewable society. Right, and uh, the hope certainly would be that, as you say, uh, even though each country would have a slightly different strategy going forward, uh, the hope would be that uh, everyone does play their part in trying to reduce the consumption of uh, fossil fuels and hopefully uh, do something about this uh, very, very serious uh, climate change crisis that uh, everyone in the world uh, finds itself in. Professor, unfortunately, we did run out of time, but we do thank you for your insights and really appreciate uh, sharing with us. Thank you. You're most welcome. That was Professor Jorgen Evend Olesen from Aarhus University. We've got Soul City News up next.